0: live oh my goodness where anything could happen by god that's matthew castle's music uh this is the <laughs> <laughs>
1: electronic
0: prog <laughs> <laughs> paper shotguns pc gaming podcast and the only podcast you need in my opinion oh can you imagine if you were a pro wrestler matthew that would be
2: amazing oh, like i don't think i'd like it i'd be getting the <laughs> chairs and instead of hitting people i'd set the chair up and i'd just have a nice sit in it And watch Uh, it. Watch the rest of the wrestling.
1: I'd invite you to consider that the bottom line, because Matthew Castle suggested it. (laughs) Drink to Ribena slowly. (laughs) They
0: should do. They should have like a centrist dad character. Maybe
2: they do. I should ask. uh, He probably just exists to get driven through a table at every possible opportunity, though, isn't it? That would be good. Anyway, Anyway, yes,
0: yes. My my name is Alice Bell. And I joined uh, this week uh, by uh, Matthew Castle. Hello, Matthew. Who has Hello. a terrifying background, uh, being watched by himself <laughs> uh, and uh, Nate Crowley. Hello, Nate. Hello. You've got That's turkey boy, turkey boy, turkey boy. Your uh, your large cat.
1: He's fast. Who... Look, my head could fit inside his body.
0: <laughs> did did you get him nominated for BBC Sports Personality of the Year in the end? Or
1: no? That Twitter account completely ignored us for an entire year of photoshopping <laughs> his head onto athletes. <laughs> they didn't that's, even the joke. That angered me.
2: That's a mute after the first tweet. That one.
1: Oh <laughs> my god!
0: Anyway, we are coming to you live uh from our homes to yours as part of uh Pax Online and EGX Digital. Um specifically EGX uh digital because uh we were unable to do our favorite gaming events live this year in person. So we're just doing a really big one online. Uh and uh PAX EGX is running uh r- until the 20th. So uh I mean you're watching the stream now. But uh, do check out the website, there's loads of great demos, and Matthew and uh, Cullum are doing a whole day of streaming for Indies Uncovered on Thursday, which is very exciting. Uh, But we're not here to talk about that today. Today we're here to do the RPS Electronic Wireless Show live, life special. Uh, So because real life is weird at the moment, we decided we wanted to talk about games that let us simulate life in other ways. Just can't go outside. We can't a bit, Run out outside a bit, but uh, we we have to find other ways to live life. And video games let us do that. Although first, we could do a traditional digression and just uh, you know, how are you? Did you have a good weekend?
2: <laughs> oh, that's good. I'm leaning into my cat's <laughs> legs. Oh my god! It looks like you are sinking into its fur. Look, like it's so thick.
1: That well, is you're... lovely. Actually, I feel actually feel more relaxed for the uh, optical if... illusion.
0: He looks like Leonardo DiCaprio's painting him.
1: He's got trousers, hasn't he? Big fluffy trousers. Good man.
0: <laughs> what? So what did you get up to this weekend, Nate? No, did you have a good weekend?
1: Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. I can actually do a PC gaming anecdote here. I played a bit of uh, Iron Harvest. Oh,
0: that's is. the Mackie RTS. Is it RTS?
1: Yeah, there's some Polish uh, artist, um, Jacob Um Wazowski, who does these amazing pictures you probably will have seen of like rural Poland with massive robots going <clears throat> bonkers in the background. And then they did the board game scythe and now they've done this RTS of it, which i it's just it it's like company of heroes, basically, but we're big chugsters. And it's got a really involved campaign that's really sort of hammy and just totally commits to the bit. And it was just what I wanted, to be honest. Lovely stuff. There's a bear who's your mate.
0: I thought you were just going to say there's a bear, full stop. But that was it. But <laughs> that's it. That's, that's you it.
1: Get. <laughs>
2: uh, uh, Matthew? That. Sorry. Uh, I was, hey. I, I've was. i been playing a bit of Paradise Killer, which you reviewed on the site. Yeah, excellent. game, And thoroughly enjoying it. Um, it's like Crackdown with clues. It's like, like jump around, around on rooftops and find clues for murders. Um, and
0: a lovely synth wave soundtrack as well.
2: Oh, it's very pleasant, very pleasant indeed. it so that so was a you, fun weekend.
0: YouTube and play video games. I haven't done
1: that. I've, Actually, I, I did. I did. It, oh, sorry. I'll just say I've got a, a fish tank update, but it's a bit of an emo one. So please oh, go. Do, ahead don't, and tell you, us yeah, yeah sorry.
0: Weekend. No, you. That press X to pay respects.
1: Um, So, yeah, regular listeners to the podcast might know of Laszlo and Nadia, the two epistogramma cacatoides cichlids who formed the the mainstay of my What We Do in the Shadows-themed Amazon biotope tank, and uh, Laszlo died overnight. He just burst, well, in the metaphorical sense, I just found him having a having a mortality this morning, which is odd because he was in perfect condition, so was the water. Um, I tweeted about this and said that I had uh, stuck on a bagpipe cover of Circle of Life and (laughs) lowered him into the crayfish tank for a sky burial. And everyone thought I was doing a bit until my wife confirmed she had wondered why a yeah. bagpipe cover of Circle of Life was blasting through the house.
0: I so. do like that you do these things sort of for you. Like, you don't do them really for an audience. It's just something that you felt you needed to do.
1: Yeah, I was quite but. upset that people thought I would, uh, I would, I would invent that for a lull.
2: You've actually got the makings of a good detective story there as well. Like a fish, the water was fine, the fish was in good health. What the hell happened?
1: I wish I knew.
2: Oh, well, I mean, RIP uh, press X to pay
1: respects in the chat. Uh, how are your um, hermit crabs, Thanos? Oh, these?: well, They're doing brilliant, actually. In fact, one of them has been renamed because um, <clears throat> they were having a bit of rough and tumble over shells. You may have seen that, uh, I think it was on Planet Earth, the documentary, where it showed um, hermit crabs lining up like a, a mortgage chain to get into bigger shells. But yeah. well, they're not that bloody, polite IRL, absolute fiends just basting each other for <laughs> shells. So Ashley got um, a load of fancy shells. Uh, bizarrely, you cannot buy decent, large size hermit crab shells online. So she ended up getting these ridiculous sort of polished, decorated ones for food preparation. Um, and there's one of the hermit crabs has just spent the last fortnight trying on increasingly ornate shells. Um, so he's been renamed Dwayne Baroque Johnson. And oh, very good. Yeah, he's a legend. He loves climbing about on the roof now. It's like he's got a whole new character to go with his new name.
2: But will they attempt to wear anything hollow as a shell? Yes, like could you get them like a toy car and see if they climb into that?
1: Yes, there mm-hmm. is a chilling video which many people have sent me on Twitter of a hermit crab wearing a sea corroded plastic doll's head on its <laughs> abdomen that's a bit much <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh well, I mean that that really is a bit much, and uh uh demonstration of the strange times we live in sea pollution uh that you know life is in a weird place. this is an attempt at a segue i'm gonna try yeah. and like i smell a segue i've got my soundboard so i might try a sting and see if it comes through oh is that one of yours or is that
1: a uh that the, is a looming yeah, a, hermit crab senobita brevimanus. that's one of mine i just thought it would be nice to to loom behind me lovely <laughs> So, we didn't do the theme tune, but
0: well, we ca- the theme tune's about half an hour long. We can't do a theme tune. <laughs> on the we the could
1: podcast. dance to it. We could actually have a legit rave to it this week.
0: Um, <laughs> so we're going to talk about simulation <laughs> games. I'm going to ignore that. This is who was was it? Your was it Ashley who said that uh, each week uh, Matthew is taking on kind of the person that like Matthew was a well behaved student, and then like Nate has been encouraging him to to naughty behaviour at the back of the class.
1: Like yeah, she, yeah, she said his behaviour has been markedly more rambunctious <laughs> since he's been sat next to me in class. I think the teacher's going to separate us soon. Yeah. But.
2: Yeah, I will inevitably be the one who gets expelled while Nate is
1: fine. That's how
2: this
1: works. I dare you to eat a newspaper for a fiver and you'll be sick all over the head's office. (laughs) Take your
2: mash day.
0: Oh, God. Um, On that note, uh, so we're going to talk about simulation games. Um, I obviously am going to bring up The Sims, but I don't know if anyone wants to get in there
1: first. Um, Actually, just thinking about sicking up Papi and Michelle over a school. Do you know, it, the game that was blatantly meant to be called Bully, but was called like... oh, It was called Bully in some territories. Canis canum Edit.
0: Is that the one you're thinking of?
1: Yeah. that. I mean, that felt like there was... They preempted a moral panic there and quickly made it about sort of morally confusing schoolyard justice but that was originally going to be just a straight-up bullying simulator wasn't it well it's
0: i as i understand it because i haven't actually played it but everyone says it's actually pretty good and has like some layers and everyone keeps asking rockstar to like re-release it or make a sequel or or something like that is
1: that true wasn't that set in like a, a public school Yes, By which, for American readers, I mean a private school, we've got a very weird naming policy on
0: that. <laughs> it's because it prepares you for life-serving the public. It's basically supposed to be oh, if you're going to wow. become an MP or whatever, you go to public school.
2: Is that, is that, what it is 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 is? that the truth?
0: That's what my history teacher told me.
2: I I, I don't know. It's very confusing. Mm. I No, I think you turn up and you are a thug, but then... You're kind of a thug with a heart of gold, and everyone else turns out to be rotten. So, thrashing—basically, whoever you thrash, you're a hero in that game. Because <laughs> the world is fundamentally corrupt and broken. So thrash away. Well, That's you're my motto too. Like, future Tory MPs, so it's okay. Future all MP, everyone gets a thrashing in that game. There
0: uh, you go, centrist dad strikes
2: again. <laughs> um... As it should be. <laughs> <laughs>
0: as I was saying to drag this train back onto the track um, we were I was going to talk about The Sims obviously because that's a big simulation game Um, but I don't know if I do either of you have any interest in The Sims at all? Yeah
2: yeah. I think I picked up uh, osmosis from working with Alice L on the video channel for Mm. so long because she was really into The Sims and we did a lot of Sims stuff I don't really know what you're meant to do with it. So I am I interested to hear what he is. I just a man in a concrete
1: box and made him lift weights until he died of despair. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a sort of a cautionary I mean, tale about Jordan Peterson, I think.
0: Jordan Peterson and his all-meat diet. Um,
1: yeah. So it,
0: that is an interesting point. Um, so I, I... Why is that, Nate?
1: It's an owl with muscly arms instead of wings <laughs> carrying a burger away from a, a planet engulfed in explosions.
0: All right. I'm just going to leave that because I know if I ask about it further, there'll be another five minutes gone. I'm not falling for your trap, sir. I'm not activating this trap card. Um, uh, so the sim, like I was into the Sims when I was a kid. I would... Do that thing because my parents didn't fully understand computers. So I'd do that thing where I'd stay up past my bedtime, and if I heard my parents coming, I'd turn the monitor on the the uh, computer off, and then they wouldn't know it was still on if they came in to check. Playing The Sims, I always made like the the person I wanted to be, which is always like a a, a willowy. For some reason, I always wanted to be a redhead. Don't when know. you say
1: willowy, do you mean like Willow off Buffy or like, yeah.
0: like a, <laughs> no, like, like, you know, thin and graceful, but also a witch. Yeah, why not? Um, um, but like it, The Sims has evolved over time. I would say The Sims has always had quite a dark energy to it. Um, in that, yeah, you, people have always since since the very first iteration of The Sims have locked their Sims in concrete boxes or made them wet themselves to death. Uh, or like, you know... Put swimming them in pool the... and then sell the ladder. Sell the ladder, that's the classic in it. <laughs> uh, which you can't do anymore, I don't think. Or they maybe changed it for one of them. Well,
2: they've learned to climb out of the pool rather than just drown.
0: Yeah, I think so, yeah. Oh, that's good. I know, right. Um But like, the... The... Basically, you do The Sims for sort of, there are, there are sort of three things, really, that The Sims comprises of. One is making your Sims and like giving them all outfits. Um, there's loads of custom content for like different hair and stuff. And actually, there's been a, um, uh, there was a, a petition, um, to, um, have more realistic, darker skin tones. Um, cause, uh, currently The Sims is quite Aryan. Um, uh, so there's loads of like really good custom content for creating sims and then you've got like building which is the bit i really like like i like building homes and putting those plants in using the sheets and stuff to make things bigger and smaller and clip into each other so you can do loads of interesting stuff with it
1: if uh, you've minis- not seen alice's house builds on rps check them out they're lovely
0: thank you i'm not a very advanced builder really um see some of the things people make someone's made like an entire medieval village but just on one like 60 by 60 like square plot it's amazing um the least interesting bit of the sims to me seems to to me is playing the sims and doing the actual life simulation Mm -hmm. bit because they've i mean at a certain point you realize you're just doing your like you're making them get up have breakfast go to work come home watch TV, and then maybe do a hobby. Although they have added stuff like, so the, the DLC packs have added like, you know, uh, non-copyright infringing Harry Potter World and like um, mm. Alien. Well, been playing
1: like Crochet Carnage recently or something? They've added a load of knitting business, haven't Nifty they? Nifty Knitting, yeah, that
0: was a stuff that's pack cool. recently. So that's even more my life. I've got, look, look, in front of me is a thing I'm making at the moment. That's a that's a hand warmer.
1: Oh. If you
2: if you play it straight, what are you actually aspiring to? Like, if you play The Sims as it's meant, you know, as yeah. it is designed, do you start off in like a like a not very good house, and you're working towards having the income to build your dream house? Like, what are you actually? What's the what is winning in The Sims?
0: I mean, that in theory, yeah, that is it. Like, you start as a, a you know in a starter home and then you work your way up and then you know you get a job and you make more money and you you basically live a life right but right. that's quite boring so <laughs> so what sims players do is um, sort of bringing back that dark wing in a in a concrete box energy is uh, make these challenges so you play games with like pr- quite prescriptive rules like there's the the hundred babies challenge is my favourite, which is like woman as ant queen. Yeah. Um, so you have to eat
2: hundred babies. Yeah, you cook them. Um, mm-hmm.
0: So basically, you, you basically you create a female sim, and then she has to have like as many babies as possible, like a hundred, basically, by in her lifetime if she can if she can't then her daughter has to take on her eldest daughter has to take oh up the man. and it has to be with like a hundred different men as well um, <laughs> are there a yeah. hundred men in the Simtown town or wherever they live well that's the thing you have to go out and like seek out like you have you have the baby and then you have to immediately get back on that on the grind to find it's another it's like that man. film where
2: where um, Scarlett Johansson goes around Scotland kidnapping men in a van what's <laughs> <I've seen> <laughs> what yeah,
1: Avengers Endgame. <laughs> Avengers Endgame? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fell asleep uh, near the beginning, but I'm pretty sure... I'm pretty happy. sure that's what it was about.
0: God, imagine if it was. Did you see what Chris Evans did, by the way,
1: this week? Well, did he drive around Scotland kidnapping <laughs> people in a van?
0: No, he accidentally put a picture of his willy on Instagram. Oh, no, poor guy. I know, it was really But, but yeah. the internet was all like
2: like really nice about it and like kind of covered for him because he's so loved
0: you you know that bit in like in spider-man where they cover his face and put his mask back and all look away it was kind of like that like everyone just uh if i did that
2: i'd be crucified that's because i'm not like chris i'm not loved like chris evans unfortunately he's so nice
1: though he's he's so nice He's the only one of the Chris's I really hold a flame for. Me you? too.
2: Yeah. If the other Chris Evans did that, no. Way. Yeah, the we should say, one. <laughs> yeah.
0: For the uh, American, anyone American viewing or listening to this, we have a Chris Evans as well, and he's he's, he's, <laughs> he's
2: not quite, he's, he's not quite like your Chris Evans.
0: <laughs> How would one describe our Chris Evans without without getting EGX in trouble? um we can leave it ghastly it's fine yeah um (laughs) um, so yeah you you, like there's stuff like that or like there's one that's quite grim called rags to riches where you basically you don't build a house you start off with like just a plot of land and then have to like um basically you start with nothing And you, you have to like Because that's the two things you do You either make it really, really hard for yourself Or you make it really easy for yourself And use money cheats to just have a charmed life And never want for anything
1: What about I like a, the- a challenge mode called Brags to Bretches, Where you start off with no money And you've just got to boast Until someone gives you a pair of Old school trousers
2: <laughs> It's probably a mod for that there probably is. There's mods.
1: I well, like that. It- I like that that
2: people use mods to basically introduce all kinds of horrors into that world that don't mm. exist, like violence. I like that people-, people taught them to do violence
1: to each other. Is there so no violence baseline- in baseline Sims?
0: No, because you- I mean that will be weird. I guess, but like, you can properly get
2: into like murder each other and like become drug dealers and stuff.
0: Oh yeah, there's a there's a great there's a great uh, challenge. It's like the the Black Widow challenge, where you have make a female sim and then get her to marry and then kill successive men and then like hoard their urns or gravestones around the house, basically.
1: Now, see, combining that with the hundred kids challenge yeah. might actually bring a sense of karmic justice to it. Yeah, true. Uh, While well, maintaining two different sets of horror, I'm kind of into that more than either concept on its own. <laughs>
0: um uh so it it's the sims is weird because it's a game that that was essentially about simulating real life and and but then people decided that was too boring you know like so it's it's a game that on a base level is a very straight kind of one-to-one simulation of life like you make a sim they get a job that one of the best things by the way is uh to get promoted at work sometimes it will be like you know get to level whatever in this skill or whatever but then also it'll be like have three friends like can you imagine if, if we had to go to Graham and be like Graham I, I, I want a promotion he was like how many people came to your birthday party
1: yeah can you show us the passports of three people who would consider <laughs> you a mate <laughs> nice. no, you said when you were younger you played The Sims as an aspirational thing yeah. This, this sort of figure you wanted to be. Do you think most people quietly do that at some point with the sims and just sort of, you know, I mean, it might must be quite tragic for some people sort of living out the life they wish they could have had.
0: I, I mean, it is still aspirational for me because. I, as i said i mostly play it for the building and building a nice house that have has loads of like nice art and living plants in it and like a decent sized kitchen and living area you know like owning a a three bedroom house feels very aspirational to me you know like that that feels something i will i will maybe be able to achieve maybe you know and uh certainly filling it with living plants is unachievable
2: so mm. um so i'm just I, jealous it, that all the Sims of clothes that fit them oh that's good that's true yeah they they
0: i mean they're they're weirdly they the new clothes have been on like a kind of skirt short you know the things that are combined like skirt with trousers or like skirt with shorts had a few of them recently, not sure why.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. Do you mean where it's like trousers, but it's got a skirt bit on it?
0: Yeah, so you've got trousers, I and then mean, you just got a bit of skirt over the top. I've never Is that not just a long t-shirt?
2: A long t-shirt? Like a long t-shirt running down over some jeans, like that?
0: No, no, no. Like, you have some jeans, and then around the top of the jeans, there's like an asymmetric... Or, or a skirt
2: bit attached that's to the a, That sounds like someone who can't make their mind up between trousers and a skirt. And you can't have them all.
1: Yeah, it's like jorts it's the new Jorts, really, isn't it? Yeah. What a take. Oh, that's nuclear. The actually. new <laughs> Jorts,
2: same that. as the old Jorts. That's what <laughs> I say. <laughs> I, I mean maybe let's move on because
0: you said that's a take, but Nate, I understand you have quite a strong take that you're gonna try and sell to us Ray a simulation game.
1: Yeah, Count Takula here, uh, Thomas the Take Engine. Um, yeah, I'm going to find the background uh, that's going to introduce my take. Sorry, I'm not, not that used to this in Skype. I really like the new power. Uh, here we go. It's not even going to be a very good joke. I'm just happy that I can put the image behind me. It's sort of pro, isn't it? Um, great use of our time here, but I've started, <laughs> so I'll finish. Yeah just I've uh, forgotten what folder I put in yeah there we are always covered by my fat ass yeah that's it mate <laughs> what's that what?
2: I mean, it looks it looks like the tram from the start of half-life 1 but you it can't possibly be that as we're talking about life license
1: yeah that's uh, that is indeed the extreme opinion i'm bringing to this party um yeah i, I think the beginning of the original half-life obviously if we're honest, is everyone's favorite thing about it, because it was a game that became this ludicrous fiasco involving aliens and U.S. Marines.
0: Mm. Uh,
1: But it started off, you were just (laughs) just a guy going to his job. And, you know, unusual elements crept in, admittedly, but that was what was really spectacular about it at the time. So, oh, I'm just on the train, just listening to a tannoy. I'm probably thinking about what sandwiches I've got in my bag. There's the security guard I speak to every day. I liked Half-Life Best when it was mundane. It's like I always wish there was a Jurassic Park movie that was just a dinosaur park operating at maximum efficiency for <laughs> two hours. And that's it. That's I the Jurassic it. Park games, isn't it? That's Well, yeah, I, I've been playing a bit of Evolution recently, and it's... Um, i actually find it most annoying with all the things it puts in like storms and things you know that mean you get dinosaur escapes and stuff because i'm just oh can you stop doing that so i can get back to optimal landscaping please <laughs> i just yeah i'm not really interested in the dinosaurs running amok <laughs> okay but like but, okay back to
0: half-life though there are many games that start off, and it's like, "Oh, I'm just on my way to work," or you know, or you know, "This is life." Like,
1: mm-hmm. I think that arguably sort of started that cliche, though, didn't um, it? Because it wasn't a cliche, but then it was something. Usually, yeah. it was you starting yeah, okay. waking up in a military base and having to kick a demon. I and mean, it made me like, I struggled to think of a good example
2: before Half Life. Of a game that started with like just a domestic intro, or had the kind of you know the guts to
0: okay. start,
2: start yeah. mundane.
0: This is interesting because usually Matthew is disagreeing with Nate, and now the children, the
2: the kids are ganging up. <laughs> the
1: back of the bus boys, the ba- United. The back
2: of- with the back of the train in Snowpiercer, that's more yeah. than a I'm going for it. It
0: has the same energy as one of those Reddit comments that's like, finally I got up and I started teaching the class, and they all paid attention to me, a 14-year-old, who knew about the solar system more than the I teacher.
2: Mean, and I grew I mean, up it's, to
1: become Einstein.
2: It's quite, it's quite a slight slice of life. Like, isn't it just a tram, and then you get off the tram, and then the,
1: the lab explodes?
2: Or am I well, misremembering that?
1: No, because you chat with Barmy. <clears throat> the um the sort of Paul Blart of Black Mesa, and then <laughs> you, you you talk with the science man, and then they're like, now, Gordon, if you stand there, and move the trolley, and then turn the cog," and you do a load of sort of, you know, boring generic physics things. Yeah, it. I love that because it's, I and mean, it's smart. It's doing that thing of of. Narrativizing the tutorial I suppose Yeah yeah Which is also something I love in games I really you know Like a tutorial Where the storytelling Going on is is interesting Enough that you don't mm. mind You know pressing bloody C To crouch um, For no you, good what's reason th-
2: there's, there's that one in um, uh, Splinter Cell Conviction I think it is Where it teaches you about light and dark by having you turn off lights in, like, your daughter's bedroom when she's going to sleep. No. And you, like, yeah, it's it's something like that. And it's got, like yeah, you turn off the lights and then it teaches you about the visual indicators. And then it instantly cuts to using the same trick to, like, murder a man. It's quite, <laughs> it's, it's, it's quite jarring.
1: Oh, that's heavy. <laughs> yeah. Very heavy. Um, but, yeah, no, so that's that. that would be that would be my thing i you know, i i i guess i've always had a fleeting wish that half-life had just been about the day in the life of a man working in a a shady physics laboratory
0: i mean i was prepared to argue with you for quite some time about this but i feel that like you've actually made a good case for your your hot take this week yeah i know yeah
1: This is like the cops showing up with one of those little battering ram things, only to like swing back and have the door open to someone (laughs) offering them a pint. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: I mean, we can, I can do another brilliant segue because you mentioned, you know, it's like just going to work on a tram. Uh, Matthew, I believe you were going to talk about transportation as well, were you not?
2: No. Were you going to talk about bus simulator? No, I was going to talk about house flipper. <laughs> oh well, so house different. flipper. Uh, I, well, I guess as an into all job simula- mm. job simulations, uh, mm. games that let you do things which are more attainable than other games. I'm not saying like anyone can just become a bus driver or become a a decorator or builder. I mean, you know, there's skills and career paths with these things, but. They are not space marines. You know, there's a, there's, a, there's a difference there. Uh, yeah, I, have, you play, have either of you played House Flipper? Yes.
0: I I got well into it for like a few weeks. Because <laughs> it was... It's, it's, it's so weird, but so compelling.
1: Is this a Playway SA job? It might be. They're the uh, company that makes a million X simulator. And okay. occasionally
2: one of them hits, hits gold.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: I, I can't wanna remember. It. Hang on, let me look it yes. up. Yes, I want to say yes. Because
1: um, I got fascinated by them after that Deadliest Catch game. It just seems they found this niche of doing very bare-bones simulations. And as you say, occasionally, there's a bang well, uh,
0: n So this one, yeah, it's Playway. Is one of the yeah
1: house
2: house flipper is uh, as the name suggests you get a a bad house you go in you tidy it up and then you sell it for a profit or you or you help someone else sell it for a profit Um, and it's very very repetitive in that you just go in and you have to tidy everything up first so there's like slime everywhere and pizza boxes who lives in there ghosts well that that's 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 What's kind of funny about it, because it'll be like the students did a right number on this, and you go in and there's like mud on the roof, and you're just like, what the f- hell happened there? You know, <laughs> um, students are wild, um, and yeah, you just—I I don't think you're even against the clock in it. I think you just have infinite time yeah. to just very slowly tidy your house and then paint it. And it gets a bit simsy in that you can place furniture and sort of zen it, uh, 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 feng shui it up a bit and make it all super nice and chill. But it's a very relaxing time. It it makes you think, oh, it must be quite nice going into a house and kind of turning it around like this, which I imagine is the appeal of the job.
1: No, the appeal of the job is making vast amounts of money from the rigged nightmarish property (laughs) market. Who the hell wants to tidy up a house for leisure? (laughs) <laughs> well, but it's it, much, it's this much is easier. the hot take
2: <laughs> no because it's, it's much easier than it is in real life like in real life tidying is is way more complicated than any game could show because you know in real life you kind of there's a bit of your room which is dusty and you're like i'm gonna dust that and it's quite arduous dusting it well i find it quite arduous anyway and then you notice everything else is also filthy and it's or not in its place. Like, there many more things can go wrong with mess in real life than in House Flipper, which is, like, a ten-minute clean-up job, basically. Like, there are three bits of dirt.
1: Each has one tool. That isn't true in real life. You know, I, just a... You, know, sh- I, I, you cannot abstract chaos, otherwise it's not chaos. No, it's really good, like...
0: You, you, clean. There's loads of, like, mud splattered on a wall or something, and you basically clean it up by, like, having a mop and going... At it, like... <laughs> on the wall a couple of times and then you Um, just pick
2: up some newspapers and stuff but you can't do that in real life you know like
0: you don't have to like hire anyone else to do any of the anything like you apply like you you buy doors and just put the door in yourself and you paint the walls in like really thin strips at a time one at a time yourself you it just makes it so easy and then you make yeah you you make vast sums of money like almost immediately
1: uh, I quite like the idea of the painting that sounds relaxing.
0: I do like making like re- like the heinous like really awful like bright orange stripes next to purple and stuff.
2: And it, it re- also like it it feels like when I do these tasks in real life the rare occasion I do these tasks in real life I do kind of gamify a lot of stuff in my head. So like mm. when I had to strip all the wallpaper from my house you know you'd be like splitting it into sectors so you could kind of you know i'm not saying i applied any complex narrative to it but there was you know you're like we've got to do this in five minutes or like the world will end (laughs) you know (laughs) that kind
1: of oh i love applying a complex narrative (laughs) to stuff oh he does yeah it's great fun
2: i used to do it as a child i remember like picking up lego and in my head it was always like a cleanup after like some city destroying event <laughs> and it was like and in my head would just be like the discussion between the people who are in charge of this cleanup operation and they're all just talking
0: so lovely matthew that's so sweet i like yeah. you've al- so you've always liked cleaning up
2: no i hate no i hate cleaning up but i've always liked uh, trying to you know spice up cleaning up that i have to do
1: I'm really imagining the young Matthew wearing a bow tie but in a nice way <laughs> not in the sort of a you know
0: young Sheldon.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. wish. I'd love that.
0: You should play um there's one of these simula- extremely specific simulation games called train station renovation uh, which <laughs> is the doing the same thing but like renovating train stations to be train stations again and I love it because of like imagining the infrastructure Behind, like why is there a train why is there enough train station renovation happening to sustain a company where its entire job is renovating train stations like what country is this what is the economic upheaval well, going on no, there They're are loads train stations yeah but why are they being renovated why did they
1: shut down in the first place why am i renovating them it's just entropy isn't it the sad fact that everything decays i mean the london underground's got how many stations
0: No, but they're all—they're all. all, It's not like they're in use stations that I am. Well, some of them are, but like it, they are dilapidated. They are out of use train stations.
1: Oh yeah, okay. That I
0: am renovating to be train
2: stations again. The contracts are probably inflated by like corrupt contract giving out organizations as well.
1: You know what I love? Those weird conversions where they turn, like, I don't know, like a bum factory into flats or whatever or, like, an old church into a... Those are really good
2: actually. I lived in a church flat.
1: Really? Yeah. I'd I'd love a game about converting them with, like, building and everything where it's like oh, how am I going to turn this old, you know... Bum factory. You can go with that Yeah, bum factory into, like, 15 shoebox size commuter hatches.
0: oh no the the this wall through the the cheek processing plant is a load-bearing wall how am i gonna
2: exactly because it's also but there there's like an art in keeping like one percent of the original building yeah so that people are like see that there that's the original you know washing machine from this what used to be a you know, an industrial clothes washing plant or something. Actually, weirdly, that exact
1: sentiment um, I always try to go for in City Builders, like where I've got a game where, you know, it spends a huge amount of time. I will love to preserve original, or like in Rimworld or something, you know, like the original, like, tragedy sheds that the first guy builds. I will, like, keep that intact. Um as the place gets larger and more unrecognisable, I really love that, and I imagine people like doing tours around it. And this is this is where you know Herbert Bums for Eyes first set down the yes. dog pelt he would sleep on on that fateful first night, and now here we are eating fresh cabbage. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, is there anything else? from from simulation games that you'd like to talk about? Because I did want to talk about
2: Wildcraft, I, but... Uh, I played a bus simulator, but, like, short of just driving around and, like, the satisfaction of getting to use the the little coin machine to give people their exact change. Um,
0: does Bus Simulator have people being really rude to the bus driver in it? Because...
2: Oh, uh, I think you can, like... I don't know if it's like a pipe down button or something that you can press but pipe down <laughs> pipe down um... is it like
1: surgeon simulator or a um oh it's not theme. played
2: for laughs it's pretty it's pretty straight
1: it's uh, uh, surgeon simulator's not played for laughs it's a very serious game <laughs> yeah but it's not like
2: you know, someone gets on and you give them the wrong change and their eyes fall out or whatever. You know? <laughs> but
1: are you like moving your hands around <laughs> yeah, in sort you're of not, a gas ge- business?
2: You're not a jelly that has to control like a, a, a vehicle full of fragile flesh people.
1: Well, I was just thinking of the coin machine. Like that would be hell on earth if you were copping it. But oh yeah. Is it is it just like press? It's F pretty it's very like
2: very matter of fact.
0: Imagine Octodad doing bus simulator.
2: Isn't Someone mod that tentacle for each change thing.
0: That's true, actually. Yeah, but it, like it's a it is a, a phenomenon that you get like loads of people will Twitch stream, loads of comedians as well. Like um, Limmy would does a truck the truck simulator Euro Truck Sim, uh,
2: but that's something else, though, isn't it? On Twitch. That's like there's like a super Zen element, which. You don't get that in House Flipper or Bus Simulator, I don't think. But you do on yeah. those long, quiet, lonely That's drives.
1: Uh, at what point in the 90s did we start to say zen instead of boring? <laughs> <laughs> Boy, <But laughs> you know, I sort of understand it. It's just actually. games about going in a straight line. Like... <laughs> but it's like fishing, isn't it?
0: No, That's... it's not like fishing. Fishing's just sitting, mate, with a oh, stick. Okay.
1: Oh, I see the game we're playing here. Okay. Yeah, well, but at least that's in, you know, reality. Video games aren't real. No, but like, you know, I understand that the simulated landscape of Utah is beautiful, but I could just look at some photographs of, of Utah. Like, it's and never it, going to be as good. I can I imagine the Zen experience of driving a truck through Utah, but a 3D model of Utah. I, a I lot of it's know.
2: nighttime as well. And so you don't see anything. They drive through the night, so you only see the tarmac
1: lit up in front of you. You could be anywhere. Do they have like approaching spoken word poetry there? That was good. (laughs) Actually, a really good set of lines. Do they have like
0: bottles that you have to press X to pee in and stuff, so you don't have to stop and that?
2: That would be an authentic experience, wouldn't it? I've always. Is this right? Do they? You know, in the big carriages the, the the big truck the the, the, the driving cab. cabin, yeah the car do they have little hidden beds up top yeah oh i'd love to i'd love to get into one of those just see what it was like i imagine it's like you know a caravan bed
1: no yeah. I've, i i know the feeling i have always like entertained a sort of a fascination to, to what it'd be like to live in a truck and have mm. this weird little flat in the roof of a car, essentially, mm. it's very exciting. Yeah. But I don't think they—I
2: don't know if they simulate it to that level. If they don't have the pee bottle, I'm out.
0: That's a coward simulation. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Tell us about Wow, Bo. I want to—I'm I, I, desperate to know how you're going to sell World of Warcraft as a real life simulation.
0: Well, I mean, well. um with just this, uh, the corrupted blood plague of 2005. And actually it is, it was on, I think it was the 13th of September. So it, it's been 15 years ago this week that the corrupted blood plague nearly destroyed WowCraft. I beg um, your
1: pardon. 15 years. I know.
0: Yeah. 2005 it was. So I played Wow, um, a bit at school and then I played it again after I left university as a way to keep up with friends, um, who I'd been at school with. And uh, I missed the Corrupted Blood Plague. But basically, do you know what
2: it is, Matthew? No. Is this a thing that was meant to happen, or is it like a thing that went No, wrong? it was yeah. an accident. Oh, um, right. Where, so it was the first ever raid, and
0: um, it was a raid, and basically it was a big boss fight, and boss fights are instanced, so they're sort of away from the other bits of the game. And there's yep. this boss that had an attack called the uh, Corrupted Blood. Um, which would uh, for te- damage you for 10 seconds. Um, uh, and then also if you would stood near enough to another character, you could give it to them and then they'd be damaged for 10 seconds. Um, and then it would, after 10 seconds, it would stop. And uh, it wasn't supposed to ever leave the instance. Um, and what happened was there's a class of character uh, called a hunter who has a pet, an animal, and the animals could get the corrupted blood, um, effect on them. Uh, and then people would dismiss them so they didn't die, leave the fight, go back to the, the game, uh, and then summon their pet again, but the pet would still have corrupted blood. So their corrupted blood, like, basically from that infested the entire game.
1: Oh my god. Um, but haven't uh, actual virologists and stuff like looked into it? Yes, in So this is like, my argument, right? Basically. Because, oh, I see. Oh, you clever sods.
0: Yes. So, um, it was studied by, um, actual, uh, virologists and like, um, uh, immunologists and, uh, people like that to model how humans might uh, behave in a pandemic and actually you can see examples basically one-to-one of all the behaviors we're seeing at the moment so uh. like um so uh some people that so npcs who couldn't die like shopkeepers and stuff became super spreaders um because they would just get it and then just give it to anyone they came into contact with you would see people were like monitoring in chat groups they were really closely monitoring the spread of it across servers in different cities um low level players would would just burst straight away when they got it wouldn't they because they wouldn't have enough hit points to to handle it so it killed like low level players almost immediately Um, (laughs) and then but then you got like high level players who could just survive it and just go about their normal business would just not change their behavior uh and just keep giving it to other people and sustaining the the plague. Who does, um, who does
2: that sound like?
0: Some people like <laughs> uh ran to the hills basically and like hid out in the woods <laughs> uh to try and avoid people. Um uh you got like some people who tried to be like first responders because they were high level ball so they could heal lower level players, um, but then would inadvertently keep spreading the disease um as well uh you got um you got some instances of people deliberately trying to keep it going uh because they thought it was funny
2: um, <laughs> i probably would have
0: done that um, and i guess that, the that parallel
2: with corona i don't think it's the a
0: parallel is people struggle. being like it's fake i'm not wearing a
2: mask etc there's a difference between there's fake and it's funny <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: uh, <laughs> And, and the dev, like Blizz tried everything they could to try and get rid of it. So they, they did like, uh, they basically tried that they were like, please, if you have it, don't go near people. Everyone like, go to
2: this car park and there's <laughs> some testing tents set up. So they had to invent car parks for Warcraft. <laughs> Just uh, it. some,
0: some players went into like self isolation to, to, there was a, there was a failed attempt at a quarantine, but the players kept escaping from it. Um, and eventually they just had to reset the server
1: They did a lovely homage to um, the Cursed Bloods in Hearthstone last year where one Blizzard staffer used this card back because you could have different decorated card backs and they used this Cursed Blood card back and then everyone they played against automatically took on the card back until after a couple of weeks everyone playing Hearthstone had this card back that's I loved great. it, I've kept that's really good. End.
0: That's it, uh, amazing. That's
1: awesome.
0: Yeah. But yeah. So it was, it, it still, it was used as a good model to, um, predict human behavior during an outbreak because you can make models, but the, the simulation that you make will only do what you tell it to essentially. Whereas this happening in WoW also introduced like just human responses
2: of people mm. like but being it, kind of, horrible and you know like it fills you with hope though because fundamentally wow recovered went from strength to strength yes i'm Stop not that. sure loads what a to... load of pandas turned up soon after true so maybe I'm, that's on the cards for us i'm not sure we want to
0: encourage a, a server reset of the world but
1: uh <laughs> i wouldn't mind more orcs more orcs <laughs> yes, yeah,
0: and pandas
1: no i despise the World of Warcraft pandas. They're the silliest thing. Well,
0: that's a them. strong take on World of Warcraft pandas. Well, they were sort of
1: racist as well, weren't they? They were certainly <laughs> appropriative.
0: Oh, well, um, I mean, we if we're going to start talking about well-being, racist and appropriative, we're going to be here all day.
1: Yeah, actually, should we just not open that enormous, enormous box of trolls? Let's that close is, yeah.
0: that cursed box and instead <laughs> Leave her open the door to the cavern of lies.
1: She's good. She's good. E- Shall I do it?
0: Yeah, do it.
2: E-
1: the cavern of lies.
2: Excellent. Uh, that's, a, a, that's a little look behind the curtain that yes, it isn't a sound effect of a door. It's me.
0: Mm. Uh, here I am in the cavern. I'm prepared here
1: Oh no, it's Garfield. Oh wait, how did that get there? I meant. <laughs> that? A cavern? I don't I have think? a cavern. Uh, it's not Garfield. <laughs>
0: So Nate is our host in the Cavern of Lies this week. And if you have not uh, listened to the podcast before, the Cavern of Lies is essentially a, a sort of two truths and a lie game or kind of not. Basically, Nate is going to either make up a load of stuff and try and convince us it's true or describe a load of true stuff uh, and try and convince us it's a lie. And uh, Matthew and I have to uh, decide if uh, what he's describing is in fact true, which is a... Nice. Or, if it's a lie. Ooh,
2: la, la. So, la, la, la. Uh,
0: what is the theme of the Cavern of Lies this week?
1: Well, I really liked the way it's sort of low-key turning into an RPG, like with you being the old geezer off Indiana Jones last week. <laughs> so, this week, um, I run out of a side corridor. Um, no, I don't. I, I, You see there's like a shaft of light behind me. Yeah. A hawk flies down from that, <laughs> and then it turns into me, for I am a beast master. Oh, like boy. Raven,
0: off of Raven.
1: Exactly, yeah. And um, <laughs> I, I like click my fingers and a turtle comes out of the water to bring me a bounty, which I mash. <laughs> um, and chew ah. for
2: eternity, because that's what yeah. happens with bounties. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh well, yeah, I keep them in the bloody freezer as well. So of course, oh my God. Uh, in the freezer. Yes, we've been through this. Bounties are great from the freezer. Uh, it's like, well, but not the fridge. The to eat. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. How Master do you bath eat as well?
0: How do you eat a frozen bounty? With a hammer.
1: Slobber on it. No, no, Slobber you just sort of gnaw it. at it. You know, like when you yeah. see, like when they give polar bears like blocks of frozen fruit in an attempt to stop them going insane in zoos. Yeah. Well, it's a bit like that. Like... Fish fingers are good like that as well. Anyway, moving on. Um, I'm not even if... going to touch that. You're or oh, <laughs> carry on. So I'm there with all my beasts, um, and and you notice that a, a gorilla has locked the door of the cavern behind you, and it's got a shooter. <laughs> um, and I say that. Is Large Charles, and he's going to end your lives unless you can correctly identify the real virtual beast keeping games uh, from, or well, the, the the animal simulation games. Okay, right. all right. Okay. You ready? Yes. Yeah. So we're going to start off with Wolf Quest, um, or more specifically, Wolf Quest 2.7. Um, <laughs> Which, uh, which was a game uh, from 2013, uh, which it was an educational game. Yeah. Part funded by a zoo um, and part made by a, a, a video game developer. And they did loads of research into wolves. It was meant to teach children about wolves. Um, free game, purely made for wolf knowledge. Cute. Um. The two point yeah. seven was that as in version
0: two point seven rather than it being a sequel?
1: Uh, it was sort of a sequel. That was the one where they they patched in customizable pelts.
0: All right. Mm. I was leaning towards true, but do you play as a wolf? Yes. what What do you do?
1: Uh, you spend a lot of t- it's a bit like The Sims you spend a lot of time customising your wolf um, say so it's like sliders um, where you can change the tints of the various types of hair on the wolf right, I'm going to um, stop
0: you now Nate because unusually for the podcast we can see your face <laughs> <laughs> Which is not normally the case for cabin of Lies, and I feel like you're struggling to get through this even. So, cabin of Lies hard
2: mode. <laughs> <laughs> that one is that's that's an ooh la la if ever I heard one.
0: That's an ooh la la if ever I heard one also there's no way you would know that's the one where they patched in customizable pelts.
1: Ooh la la. That's a it's lie. Real. It's real. <laughs> It was made by Minnesota Zoo and the game developer company EduWeb. WolfQuest 2.7 added many new customization features, (laughs) including more pelts as well as injuries and a radio color. (laughs) Nice.
0: Oh, my God. I got you you with the WolfQuest. You got me with... Okay, okay, okay. All right, all right. We've got
2: to get this together. We found the
1: level. Okay, all right. So the next one uh, is... Um, from a bit earlier so this is from 2002 and it's a game called Home Chimp which is like you remember the Tamagotchis and the virtual pet craze at the end of the 90s mm-hmm. yeah. so, so no, your face is making me want to laugh and then you're going <laughs> to you, it's not fair because you're going to think it's a lie because I'm looking at your really hard face disbelief
0: um, so it I'll be honest I'm already highly suspicious because it's got chimp in the title
1: yeah, but don't you think I would choose like Wolf Quest? Sounds like something I would call like going to the loo or something. You know, it's I'm choosing things that are going to really have the reek of my guff. Um, and <laughs> Home Chimp is I really explaining Home Chimp. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was, um, you know, uh, desktop pets. I like, Jim the, the the Bonzi Buddy thing that was actually just like rampant with spyware or whatever. Yeah. Uh, it was it was like that. Only the idea was, um, you know, it, it was a realistic chimp that would sit around on your desktop, <laughs> How and
0: realistic? you would have to
1: feed it. Well, uh, you know, that sort of Studio Ghibli animation where it's sort of pleasant, uh, old right. old school, but quite precise. It was beautifully animated, and it was this little chimp that would sit there, and it would sort of like hoot sadly as chimps do if you didn't feed it. Uh, Like it couldn't die or anything like that, and it didn't sort of screech and do all the sort of terrifying things chimps do. When was this? Uh, About I think it was 2002. And who
0: made it? It, What What was the the genesis of Home Chimp?
1: (laughs) It was a Japanese developer. uh, I'm not going to lie; I've forgotten the name, but Mm -hmm. it was it was a PC desktop thing. It's a beautifully animated,
0: in 2002, (laughs) chimp. Yes.
1: Like that is completely in keeping with the technology of the time, right?
0: So, Matthew, I I don't know how you feel about this, but I think this is just Nate describing something he
2: wishes existed. <laughs> <laughs> this 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 does have the reek of of something Nate would love. Uh, <laughs> I just I don't know. I just think this very delicately animated chimp. <laughs> that doesn't seem to like, you don't need to do much and it's still fine. It's. I don't know. I, I don't nah, know. I don't know. I I, I I think this is a new lala.
0: I agree. Oh. I'm going to go oh. lala.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. No, you got me. Home, home <laughs> shop's not real. I <laughs> do wish it was. So, yeah, that, that's fair. That's fair. Well, let's see how you deal with Savage Pond Which was a really old school game for the BBC Micro. Oh, okay. Um, 1985. It's one year younger than me. Um, And uh, the box art was amazing. It had all classic British pond life, like a frog and a tadpole and a worm and stuff, but they were all like grimacing um, (laughs) and looking like sort of pub men. Um, and <laughs> you played as a tadpole, mm-hmm. where uh, you had to grow into a frog while avoiding all the various pond gits. Uh, so it was it was quite true to life, um, and it got a lot of good criticism, um, a lot of good responses from critics because, like Frogger, uh, wasn't realistic. The frog couldn't swim. Um, Centipede was a joke Scientifically It was a space shoot 'em up Didn't even look like a centipede (laughs) So you know Savage Pond Got a lot of props for at least Representing pond creatures uh, Realistically Everyone even, uh, all the characters had Latin names Um, And yeah There was a frightening dragonfly larvae, um, Water fleas I Listen, yes.
0: mate. <laughs> this guy, like it got it got reviewed well because it it depicted pond life
1: accurately. Yes, <laughs> that was one of the positive comments made about it at the time.
0: By who? PC Gamer.
1: Uh. By. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Yeah. By Les Ellingham.
0: Right. So, this is either Nate is making this sound so absurd that we won't believe mm. it's true. But,
2: um, like, come on. The thing no. is, though, like, if everything is a bit more, like, things are a bit more rough and ready in the 80s and weirder game-wise. Like, not everything's super polished. So, like, some of the weirder stuff could be justified by the era. Like, savage, like even the name Savage Pond. Like, you
1: would not call a game Savage Pond now. It even had an eco-message, because like, a geezer would occasionally come and dump radioactive waste.
0: Yeah, no, you've uh, gone too
2: far now. This, no, no, you know what, actually? No, I think this is nice. You think this is nice? Yeah, I think he's he's throwing in something weird at the end to try and make us say ooh-la-la. <laughs> you think this is true? You think Savage Ponds...
0: <laughs> Yeah. A game that ha- the box art was a load of animals looking like angry pub men.
2: But this is just how Nate's describing it. This is how he sees everything in the world.
1: This <laughs> if... where a frog winks uh, and then has sex with another frog. Okay, oh. that does sound very 80s video game.
0: All right, I'm going to go... All right, Matthew, I'm going to go with you, but... If we get shot by large Charles <laughs> on because of this.
1: Nice. Oh, uh, Matthew got it. It's real. I was just uh Yeah, I was pulling out more and more nonsense to try and make it seem unbelievable. But that's but. the
2: thing, because that's normally where it goes wrong, like in in the sort of the Jenga Tower of, of nonsense. Yeah. It's that final piece. But <laughs> Nate knows that we're expecting that to happen, yeah. I love the
1: absolutely intense meta game that's involved around it's,
2: Cavern of Lies.
1: It's very high level play. Straight, when right, you're okay. in Cavern of Lies, it's a, it's got a weird atmosphere, you know. It really weird does. Vibes. So this uh, this next one is called The Seal World, um, and again, it's an educational game. This time about seals. Um, and you may remember the MTV series, uh, The Real World, which has been running since sometime in the 90s. Yeah. So this was based on that. Yeah. And it was about a family of seals living in Seal Diego, because the real world's set in San Diego. Um, only, yeah, that <laughs> was a mixed message to begin with, because seals live, it was like the Arctic, but San Diego's. Anyway, that's just my problem with it. Because uh, it, it's really irritated me researching it. Um, but oh, yeah. it was, yeah, it was drawing on the reality show craze to teach kids about seals. Um, and it was obnoxious. It was, I mean, this is before sort of like Insta culture and things like that. So at least we were spared sort of seals taking selfies. But yeah, it was about a family of seals and it was all done as a, a mock reality right. show.
0: Right. So, you know, earlier you said, why, why isn't there like a Sims challenge game called Brags to Britches? Yes. <laughs> seal, the seal world based on the real
1: world in Seal Diego has the exact same energy as that. <laughs> now, listen, Sharky and George were set in Sea Cargo. Um, you know, and that, that made millions. So I don't think it's stretching things too much. I do I take your point, massive brags to britches energy. But mm. like But th- So only... this was
0: an educational game.
1: Well, ostensibly, yeah.
2: By they whom... based it on the real world. They thought we're aiming something at kids.
1: So let's spoof the real world. Well, yeah, reality TV was was a new thing. Everyone knew about it, even if they didn't watch it. It's about, like, the format and the recognition, right? With Rather than kids having an intimate knowledge of the the, the show.
0: Was this also
1: sponsored by a zoo? Uh, I don't know, actually. I'm assuming some sort of charitable involvement. <laughs> uh, it was a web game, and like it sank without a trace. Well, no, there is a trace, obviously, but otherwise... I wouldn't have the misfortune to know about it, but it was it was panned. It was absolute garbage.
2: It was panned um, by all the people that review web- educational web games. All
1: the people who you know uh, respected. All the people,
2: all the people the, who liked Savage
0: Pond were like, "This isn't seal realism."
1: Exactly. Yeah, this is not the real deal for seals. This is a bit more.
0: You know what else isn't reveals. the real
1: deal, Nate?
0: Is this story? <laughs> 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 uh, I'm sorry oh, I just I'm... can't get past I just imagine <laughs> you and you're typing your notes for for Cavnavly's and then you're like uh, Seal World <laughs> or oh, Seal Diego or oh, based on the real no I'm so I can't I
2: mean Seal Diego on. isn't even a pun really
1: I'll admit that was me looking at the Wikipedia page for the real world and deciding to bite off more than I could choose. Yes, this one's a lie. <laughs> 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 it's, it's so hard on camera. It's yeah. so, so hard. I love this. What a thrill. All right. Oh my God. Uh, two, two quick ones to sling at you. Uh, pets. Two. Cra- yeah. Ooh, okay. um, yeah, yeah. This is Pets Crazy Monkeys. Um, so that's three Z's, one in each word. Yeah. Uh, and this was made by Ubisoft.
0: Uh, so, Ubisoft.
1: Yeah. Okay. And it was, it was, uh, it revolved around caring for a monkey, essentially. There are only two types of monkeys. Uh, but you could unlock others. Uh, but the, you had two monkeys to choose from. Uh, and they had different types of coats they could wear. Um, what, what year was this? 2009 and there were things your monkey could do you could give it food, you could play with it you could give it clothes, you could breed it chillingly or you could make it watch TV and wait for it, the only thing it could watch was an advert for the game you were playing
0: alright, now 2009 we are into Assassin's Creed Yes. so I don't know if
2: are they that hard know. up for cash?
0: But would they need a monkey game? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, pets, pets is a real thing. Yeah, like they had cats and dogs. It's the question is, did they ever enter monkey territory?
0: I quite want to know if the next one is going to be a monkey one as well because I feel like there'll be at least one real monkey one. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, I don't know what. Uh- I, I'm leaning Ulala because he's taken a realistic series and just applied it to monkeys. That's my feeling.
0: I mean I'd go with Ulala as well, because I oh God, that oh, revolver's getting
1: mighty itchy in large Charles's hand. He's very Oh well, come
0: on, we've done well so far.
2: Yeah,
1: he's he's worried you're gonna escape.
2: He's um, worried he's not going to get to shoot a man today.
1: just <laughs> yeah, should... what he lives for. It's the only pleasure <laughs> he's got left.
2: All right, let's say
0: let's say ooh la la on this one because I I don't think maybe it's a mobile game. Oh, let's, let's go ooh la It's
1: real. Oh. it's totally real. It was for the we that this was. My, oh, even worse. I should know that. Yeah. My trick card today. Okay, the final one then. So. Um, Platypops, which was the sort of Keatsy platypus game, yeah. Um, from so I don't know when that was. I think it around about the same time as that. Um, but this was the DLC uh, or expansion you would have called it then, I guess. I don't know when that term started. Probably around like the advent of Steam. The sort of early two thousands Burrows of the World, which is the one where you got um, you could have platypuses visit your sanctuary from the various different. <laughs> Uh, sort of global sanctuaries. They? So the game is called Platty Pops. Yeah, Burrows of the World. Well, it was the Burrows of the World expansion. Yeah, Burrows of the World. Well, no, like Platty Pops is real. You know about that one? No, it was. It was like I, I guess, like for tweens or whatever. It was so. Freaking. This is the
0: thing. I think uh, this is, would be quite a brazen move, but I think he might be saying like, "So you know about this thing that was real?" In the hope that we would go, "Oh yeah."
2: I have, I've never heard of the existence of something called platypops.
0: Pops. Well, with all due extra... respect,
1: you probably weren't a thirteen-year-old girl in two thousand four. Yeah, Tienberg so that's
2: before. that's
0: fair. So then the question: I is... was a fourteen-year-old girl in two
1: thousand and four. Oh no. Were My subconscious misogyny platypops? is the better of me. <laughs> did, you, um, did you like Platty Pops? I did, have no memory of Platty Pops. Are you serious? Because Ashley played this all the time.
2: Okay. All right. Well, a game that was so big and popular that it got an expansion. What well, was it wasn't huge. called? That they call Burrows of the World.
1: Well, it was pretty lazy stuff. I mean, it was the classic, like, there was a German platypus with Lederhosen, and there was, like, some, you know, Japanese platypuses who would would come over and make bonsai trees and things like that in your sanctuary garden. Like, it was pretty basic. pretty
2: broad stuff. Yeah.
1: It uh... was a raging commercial success. (sighs)
2: I I don't think any part of this is real.
1: I think platypops itself is real. That honestly surprises me. Like, Alice, I thought it would have been up your street, to be fair. Right,
0: okay. I'm not having this. This is so brazen. (laughs) This is a lie. And even if he says it's not a lie, he's going to be lying about that. This isn't true.
1: I can't believe... You're so sharp. Like... (laughs) If I ever murder someone, Uh, like you're, yeah, you're not going to be the person I try to hide it from. There was no platypops. I was just trying to gaslight you. You mean to tell me that
2: teenage girls were obsessed with virtual
1: platypuses?
2: (laughs) Platypie? Platypus?
1: No. I think it would be great. I would play Barrows of the (laughs) World. Oh no way. (laughs) Well, large Charles pulls the bar off the door and just rubs his stomach hungrily. There'll be no man flesh for him tonight, but that's all well because gorillas should not eat meat. Oh
0: uh, my god! You're free goodness. to leave
1: the cabin of lies.
0: Great, che- cheese it!
1: <laughs>
2: oh, that beastmaster oh. was a dick. <laughs> he certainly was. Oh my
0: god! Bye, Plutty Pops. That was. <laughs> it was th- I, I was nearly it was when you said I would have thought that I would have been up your street When I was like nah <laughs> that, that was the bridge too far
2: like <laughs> okay, how you uh, Ash loved it. It. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> oh loved it um
0: Oh my God. Anyway. Okay. So party pops. Um, thank you for that excellent cavern of light. You're still in the cavern, Nate. Oh,
2: Quick. Jesus.
0: Um, I, I believe it has now come time for us to, uh, to say goodbye. Um, thank you very much, everyone who's joined us for this, the special live edition of, uh, Garfield Cart Furious Ra- Racing fan podcast, uh, the Electronic Wireless Show. Road are baby shotgun scary podcast. And the only podcast you need, in my opinion. Uh, my name is Alice Bell, and we have been uh, joining you live today as part of PAXX EGX, uh, specifically for uh, the EGX uh, digital side. But do check out everything going on at uh, PAX Online and EGX Digital uh, right up until the 20th. So loads of days left uh, at uh, paxegx.com. Uh, and do check out um, the Indies Uncovered uh, day of live streaming on Thursday. Matthew and uh, Cullen from the rockpapershotgun.com video team will be streaming loads of uh, really good, really fun uh, little indie games, uh, sometimes with developers as well. It's very exciting. Um, this week uh, remains only for us to do our recommendations. Each week we recommend something that is not a video game. Uh, which uh, the lads should have prepared because we do it every week. I did ask them at the start of the podcast, and they, and they looked uh, a bit deer in headlights. But we'll see. Uh, Matthew, what have you got I, to I
2: have week? just finished an excellent book called *The Psychology of Time Travel* um, by I'm going to absolutely massacre her surname, so apologies, Kate Mascarenhas. If you look for *Psychology of Time Travel*, you'll find it. It is, of course, a murder mystery, but it is also about time travel, the invention of time travel, and the industry of time travel, like how it would actually function if time travel was a, a known thing in the world, and, and how you would manage it. And
1: oh, so it and, actually does what it says on the tin.
2: Yeah, cool. Um, I believe the author is a psychologist, and it's sort of there's elements of like. Well, yeah, the psychology of it and 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 what it does to the travellers. Um, and I really liked the kind of practical world of time travel in it. But it's also quite a good time travel enabled murder mystery. Uh, great characters, really to the point. Uh, yeah, fantastic book. I really enjoyed it.
0: Excellent. Uh, it. Good recommendation. Thank you very much,
1: uh, Nate. What have um, you
0: got to recommend
1: this week? Uh, it's a book from me this week. Um, I'm about to catch up on uh, Adrian Tchaikovsky's latest book, um, Doors of Eden, um, but made me think about his back catalogue, book of his I read last year called Cage of Souls, uh, which is a uh, a super far future book in that sort of really almost dreamlike, early 20th century sort of dying planet uh, subgenre, um, but perfectly modern as well. It's just astonishingly imaginative, um, has a really frightening prison in it, which I thought was good. And this week's component of your RPS subscription fish tank is the uh, Asta F120 uh, freshwater planted, planted tank light from Lumini. Uh, which is the light I have uh, over there. You can see it. We're just just looking at Garfield. Garfield. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Bloody Garfs. Um, If you look over (laughs) here, picture of Garfield. (laughs) It looks exactly like Garfield. It's chilling. No, I call it the... uh, (laughs) I call it the lantern of the gods. It's extremely bright. That's what I call Garfield. (laughs) (laughs) he's more the warning of the gods Uh, that's it,
2: that's
0: all i got that's all you got Um, this week I'm going to recommend I've probably recommended it before but I'm going to recommend the podcast from which I stole the idea of doing recommendations at the end um, which is a podcast (laughs) called the I Don't Even Own a Television Podcast um, uh, where uh, two guys um, review, it's a podcast about bad books uh, so they read a book that is bad uh, and then they sort of go through it and talk about it. But it's not a very kind of like, it's not mean, which is nice. Um, it's very good natured. Um, they've been doing, uh, a lot of, uh, cozy mystery, uh, novels recently. Uh, they did two in a row, uh, that were both called Daxon Through the Snow, but were completely different, <laughs> but, but just both. <laughs> Both had the same title, uh, and were sort of dog based cozy mysteries. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and they've done some really good episodes about, uh, sports biographies, about Stephen Seagal's book, Way of the Shadow Wolves. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and it's just a really nice, wholesome time. And, uh, I would recommend that. Uh, but now, dear, not just listener, but viewer, it's time for us to say goodbye. Uh, so remember to check out everything else going on at PAX EGX. Nate has done uh, a really good uh, interview with Sid Mayer, which uh, is already online now. Uh, remember the streams for is Uncovered on uh, Thursday. Remember uh, some uh, really great stuff coming up from the rest of the RPS crew. Uh, so, Nate, you've been playing Dwarfheim, uh, yeah, which is up and already. and Dwarf
1: Fortress as well. Dwarf Dwarf Fortress,
0: which will be, uh, those, uh, will be coming out this weekend as well. Uh, I've interviewed, uh, Chris Gardner for Fairbutter Games about, uh, how to write endings, which, uh, was really interesting. Uh, Catherine Castle has, uh, interviewed the Inkle devs as well. And I believe Nate has done a presentation about the history of Jason Statham in video games as well. So we've got loads of fun stuff. And that's just what we're doing. Boy, howdy. What is everyone else up to? I don't know because I didn't look up the schedule ahead <laughs> of time. Um, but uh, do like and subscribe to the podcast. Uh, do, um, if you liked this, which why wouldn't you, uh, use the hashtags uh, Big Oats and Fat Blood. Uh, hashtag Fat
1: Blood. Hashtag Fat Blood. <laughs>
0: um, we have a merch store. We have a Discord. Um, and we have an excellent website where we talk about all things PC games www.rockpapershotgun.com, and from me as well, from Matthew Castle, and from Nate Crowley is goodbye. Have a lovely week.
1: (laughs) Bye.
2: Bye.
0: Keep waving until they tell us we're not alive. I'm drowning in Garfield.